I'm a zombie! I've been bitten! You're listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, Lou? Uh, it's going. Okay. That movie was dour. I have some comments. Oh, well, you know what? We'll get to the movie. Uh, we, we did watch The Dead 2. It was, it was for charity, Lou. So we'll just, we, mm-hmm. we can get that, we can state that right off the top. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's charity it's a uh, yeah and um you know uh could be available at your local library that's that's how i watched it so uh you know support your local library i spent 199 renting it from amazon oh okay and well, the option was to buy it for 399 and i almost did it and i'm glad i only rented it <laughs> that's a, yeah it Sa- saved me two bucks yeah don't don't do that um, well, you know what? We're going to talk about the dead two in good time, but we do have, uh, I think a good chunk of news to talk about and it's not all the walking dead related. So look forward to this. The virus has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. All right, Lou, I'm going to take this one because it is totally, uh, my doing that yeah this you is take this notes. one <laughs> yeah this is a french film that is going to be coming to theaters in france uh so i know a lot of you at home are like oh what has this got to do with uh people outside of france but like there's a lot of content that comes out in the zombie genre and zombie adjacent genre that uh, is not available everywhere uh it happens there are films made uh, elsewhere in the world that don't come to north america and one of those looks to be uh, sort of, I would describe it as, uh, it kind of looks like Doctor Who. Um, I guess it's a TV series, and this is a movie. I, I didn't dig too much deeper. I just discovered it was a TV series by looking it up on YouTube. But it's called Le Visiteur du Futur. It is a French time-traveling, what appears to be end-of-the-world, post-apocalyptic zombie film um it popped up in my feed because i've i've been trying to learn french so i've started following more uh french speaking folks on twitter and uh they tweeted about this movie and i watched the trailer and i'm like man there's some zombies in this i guess i get to bring it over to zamp and i i encourage everyone to check out the link it's a it's a fun trailer as lou was saying pre-show it's likely a film that's not going to come to theaters in North America, but could be available to rent near the end of the year. It definitely seems like it's something I would watch if we get a subtitled version or a dub version. I don't have a problem watching foreign films. But again, I'm watching this and I'm like, this is cool. It feels like a TV show from sci- for sci-fi, but that makes sense. It's a French film. They don't have the budgets that Hollywood has, and that's fine. I like movies that are low budget i it, i some of the stuff i've picked for this show has been like whoo but uh, it, but this looks interesting but again i i was at when you first sent the, the 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 trailer to me i was like all right 
where's the zombies? Where's the zombies? And then all of a sudden, it's like halfway through, you see a couple zombies. You're like, oh, okay. Is this, are they in the whole thing? And then at first I was like, I don't know if they're even, I think maybe the zombies are just a part of this, like a small part of this. And then it seems to more, the more I look at it, I've watched the trailer a couple times now. There's definitely is zombies in it. So good on you. Yeah. It does look to be of a higher budget than, uh, than one would expect. I, I I really I really was impressed with uh, the effects that they were showcasing in this trailer. Again, I don't know a whole lot about it. I guess there are three seasons of this, uh, you know, visitor from the future, a visitor de futur. So it, it, it's out there. I will investigate further for next. I meant to before we recorded, but I will look into it further and and I will gladly watch it if it becomes available to watch outside of France. So. Um, Check out the trailer, at least. It looks fun. It has zombies in it. And, Lou, I'm going to be honest with you. We have uh, we have covered films with less connections. <laughs> so Yes, we have. Uh, I think, yes, I we think have. it's fine. Uh, no, no, no. That's, that's, that, is, that is totally justified. <laughs> All right. Well, here's the thing. Let's move into the Walking Dead realm. Uh, this was big news. Uh, I know I should have stayed off the top. I know we weren't around last week. Um, we had to push the show a week and this was big news that popped out, uh, around that time. And it is walking dead star. Melissa McBride has exited the Carol Daryl spinoff series at AMC. And it's not the reason she's not leaving for the reason you'd think. Oh, okay. What was the reasoning? Did she give a reason? I, I haven't looked at that yet. She didn't want to go to Europe. Oh, they did. When she signed on for the show, they didn't tell her at that point she'd be having to go to Europe. Huh? Oh, so this is set in, I, I guess I had seen that this was set in Europe. Yeah, apparently the Carol Daryl show is going to take place in the, like, in Europe. Hmm. And nobody told her that before she signed on. She just thought it was going to be a continuation of this show. I mean, to be honest, I think most of these stars have pretty much relocated to Atlanta, Georgia, right? Like, Yeah. Well, and not only that, but a lot of Hollywood is shooting in, they shoot in Georgia a lot. Um, they shoot in Texas a lot. They shoot in California a bunch, and then they shoot up in uh Canada a bunch, and that's that's fine. But they, so you'd think that they would stick to those key areas, and then the fact the fact that nobody told her that they were going to go to Europe was kind of a deal breaker for her, I guess. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. Like, uh, it was kind of the opposite for what happened with uh. Andrew Lincoln, you know, wanting to go back home to Europe. So I almost feel like this spinoff, could you not do a Rick and Daryl spinoff <laughs> where they just film in Europe? Uh, uh, possibly, but I, I, I think uh, I think Rick might be, might, I think that actor might be wanting out of his contract at this point with they've making him wait for so long for the Rick movie. True, true. Well, um, the series is still going forward. AMC had some great things to say about Melissa McBride. Melissa McBride had some great things to say about AMC. So it's not, um, I don't think it was, I think it was amicable at best considering it, uh, she didn't want to move to Europe, but do you feel like this puts Carol in a dangerous position leading to the end no. of the main series? No, because her decision was made at, before they already, They'd already filmed the ending, as far as I uh, I was aware, before they uh, um, before she backed out. Ah, 
That is a good point too. Yeah, I guess it has been. Uh, that was probably yeah. It's it's already it's it's been done. So I mean, she could theoretically show up with in other spinoffs that are filming in her area. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm going to throw it out there. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Melissa McBride and AMC are discussing a spinoff that that allows her to continue with the character because again, she's a popular character. She wants to do it. Maybe that's the case. Yeah, I, I I mean, I don't think that this is the end. I think we'll see Carol make another appearance, I think, at least as a cameo in one of the other shows or something. Yeah. But I, I don't know if she'll get a spinoff now. If you've backed out on AMC, then uh, then uh, it might be over. That and AMC's got a bunch of other things in, on their plate right now and a bunch of other things working. I, I really wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing the Walking Dead stuff start to disappear in another year or two. All right. Well, um, another Walking Dead story here with Fear the Walking Dead. The character who plays Al- Alicia, I'm assuming it's, yeah, she plays Alicia. I'm confused because her name is Alicia Debnam Carey. She's been offered a lead role on a Hulu series. And usually when this happens, uh, other examples include Maggie's uh, actor leaving for a show, although there were other disputes going on in that in that uh, scenario um also the character or the actor who played heath left to do another show didn't come back justice for heath yes we need to see what happened to heath please uh really like it's it's almost it's almost crazy that he's been off screen for so long um but it sounds like yeah like she has booked another series uh she's gonna be working there she was actually not really involved with season seven at least season seven a because she was um in lockdown in australia during the early parts of covid so this could mean nothing this could mean she is exiting in some fashion or at least taking a break um i don't think we're gonna see her exit uh the rumors i've heard is that she plans on doing both shows mm-hmm. um but i definitely think that when she's shooting both shows we might see uh we might see a reduced amount of her on screen. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, um, and and they say like, basically she will, she will not be there for the beginning of production on fear season eight, but can join later on. So as you said, like she's looking to stay and do both shows, which is not impossible. I mean, they aren't filming all year round, but like, I know some of the discussions, you know, around filming, the walking dead and how it has to be shot in a very specific season to, uh, in, in Georgia. And then there is the rest of the year for, for them to do, you know, TV shows and stuff. So if the schedules line up, I think that's always been the issue is the schedules would always, always overlap and would cause concern and scheduling, uh, disruptions. So we'll see. Um, I'll be honest, even though we plan to cover fear in just a couple weeks, catch up with that. I have not been watching it. I think Alicia is nope. one of my more favorite characters. It'd be sad to see her go. Yeah, I, I think if she goes, uh, uh, I think that that'll mark the end of the show. I don't I mean she's not really she's she's one of the leads, but she's not the only lead. Um, but for them to kill off her character w- or remove her character from the show would mean the entire original cast is gone. There wouldn't be anybody from the first episode. Wow. Yeah, that is. Interesting. Well, Madison's coming back, so she they they'll have one. Uh, they'll have one. They're gonna bring her one. back just to kill her daughter off in the next episode. Oh, that'd be terrible. I really hope that does not happen. 
that would be the, the that would be the death knell for this show. Mm. That would be the equivalent of 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 Glenn's death from the Saviors for fear. Yeah. Well, uh, let's shelve The Walking Dead for a couple weeks and take a look at the surprise news that hit today is that Netflix released two new trailers for its live action Resident Evil series, which will be premiering uh, July 14th. I believe it's not in the article, but I think it's I'm pretty sure it's July 14th. Uh, I just watched one of the trailers and got to say, Lou, this looks impressive. So so. I knew from the get go, just from the casting, we were not going to get anything that was like the games. We were definitely going into a different sort of um, different sort of show with the, a, a similar name and a similar aesthetic. Uh, you know, I don't think we're going to be seeing Claire and Jill and all of them. And you know, they can't can't they cast Lance uh, Reddick as uh, uh, Wesker. So that right there tells you you're in for something that's not anything like the vi- like the video games. But my hope was at least we'd get something cool, zombie related. And this trailer kind of showed me exactly what I wanted. Yeah. You know, we see labs, we see there's an infection, and then I love the fact that there's two trailers, and both trailers show the time jump. It starts out and it says New Raccoon City 2022, and then it jumps and it's like. Uh, London 2035 and then it shows like disaster everywhere and zombies everywhere they the, one of the trailers shows a giant uh shows a giant like caterpillar worm thing another one shows a liquor like this I don't know what what's going on in this show but it definitely made me go cool I'm in for whatever it is you want to show me whatever kind of craziest craziness you want to show me mm-hmm yeah, it. Um, I was impressed, honestly. So uh, I have concerns, but I would start with the positive. I was very impressed, uh, very impressed with the fact that, like, I like the idea of them showing. They basically show, and I'm just guessing. They basically show like 2022 New Raccoon City. They they introduce this drug called the 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 Joy drug, but like they're aware it has the T virus in it. <laughs> It's supposed to do away with with uh, uh, depression and anxiety and just make you feel better. And one of the side effects is that it could do something to you. And they're like, "Yeah, we'll figure it out." And we'll then put it, it on the shows, bottle. yeah. And then it shows uh, uh, Lance Reddick looking into a thing, and then all of a sudden, it looks like the T virus is taking over the cells. And he goes, he says something like, "Oh no!" And it's like. Yeah, dude, you just caused chaos. Good luck. It it sounds like they're aware that the T virus creates monsters and that it is in the joy drug. It's almost like this is this is a a, a, a series. And again, I'm just guessing. This seems like it's a series set within the Resident Evil, the idea of the Resident Evil universe. Something has happened to set up this new raccoon city so there was an old raccoon city like i think this my guess is that this is an alternate sort of telling of the resident evil story but this is a you know the resident evil umbrella outbreak at raccoon city has been is a thing of the past and now they're once again going back to the t-virus like well maybe maybe if we work a little harder we can turn it into something that doesn't turn people no 
still turns people into monsters, shoot, maybe next time. Uh, but I love the fast forward. I mean, we get the idea that we knew this was a show that was going to revolve around Wesker's daughters, and we see them in 2022. We see them kicking ass in 2036. My guess is, is that the time jump, I don't think they'll, it'll be a ballsy move if they do the time jump in the first episode. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like if they tell us two separate storylines at the same time. I hope they don't do that because they made that mistake with The Witcher Netflix, uh, Netflix did. And that kind of turned a bunch of people off The Witcher at first. Um, but my hope is that we get like a first half of the season that's in 2022. And then the second half of the season is in the future. And my guess is Lance Reddick is not going to make it into the future because all the stuff with him seems to be 2022. And then all the stuff in the future seems to show his kids grown up. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't think he's going to make it. Yeah. I mean, the action looks amazing. Like that second trailer, if you only watch the first one, I watched the first one. And then I asked Lou, like, is the second one any good? I haven't watched it. And he said, no, no, watch it. And it is, I think, showcasing more of the action and the effects. Yeah, the first one really doesn't tell you what's causing the T-virus, uh, causing the outbreak. The second one really hits it home. Yeah, this drug that Umbrella is selling is not going to go well. And I'm like, all right, okay, all right. But it's just a trailer, so I mean, I'm not. It's it's just it's just it's just the gimmick to get me to watch the show. So I mean, it's not like it told me anything I didn't expect. Yeah, I mean, but the monsters that they're showcasing that second trailer, like you said, you get the liquors, you get this like giant like worm thing and you've got obviously zombies and it just it really feels like they've one of the issues i had with the resident evil movie we watched that was um a retelling of one and two especially in the trailers i thought man the effects just there's something off about the effects and then we saw the teaser trailer like the first teaser trailer for this which was just the dog and i'm like that it looks amazing and yeah. i see the effects in this trailer and i'm like this is exactly what I was hoping for. Like, there's a giant worm, and I believe that that giant T-virus worm is real and going to devour a bunch of people. I just, I'm really stoked. That, that, like, I was, I was totally expecting this show, before this trailer, I was expecting this show to be a really slow build-up, where um, there was another show on Netflix, and it was called, it was, I forget what it was called, but it was sort of like people that hunt monsters and witches and their kids are actually monsters and witches and they don't know it. And it, it, it was kind of, and, and it was done in like a, a tongue in cheek and slow build up and everything took place in like the same three or four sets. And that was kind of what I was expecting from this show. And then all of a sudden, when I saw the giant worm thing and the post-apocalyptic thing, I was like, oh, wow, this is something Netflix is throwing money at. Cool. Yeah. No, I mean, it looks like the budget is really there. And I mean, here's the part where I share a concern and, and Lou was saying this was shared in uh, Discord as well. Netflix has had, in my opinion, a track record of um, removing that like security that came with a Netflix series of like, I know I'm going to be able to enjoy a complete story because they are going to see this series through to the end. And lately it feels like Sometimes they're canceling a show the week it airs. Sometimes they're canceling a show a month after. Sometimes they just don't announce anything. It seems these days, if you don't get a season two announcement before season one arrives, Netflix is not doing a season two. And I'm concerned. 
that that is going to happen again because I'll get invested in the show. I'll get excited. It'll end on a freaking cliffhanger and we won't get a season two. My thing is, is I'm assuming this is going to be a one and done. And if it is, that's fine as long as it's designed to be a one and done. Yeah. So hopefully that's I mean, like a great example and Netflix. I know you're not listening, but maybe you are. Um, uh, Cowboy Bebop. They did one season and I and I know like people were saying it wasn't that great or maybe it wasn't as good as the anime, but I don't think it was ever going to live up to the anime. But yeah, it was uh, never going to happen. No. And I never even watched one episode. I, I actually went and watched some of the anime instead because I knew that was like as far as I know complete. But like I was excited to kind of check out the live action series. And then by the time I got around to it, it's like, oh, no, they canceled it. And I'm like, well, and then I read, looked into it. It didn't even end on a cliffhanger. It the the stinger after the credits of the final episode had a, a cliff like a like a teaser for the second. If you're gonna if you're thinking of canceling it, don't put the stinger at the end of the last episode. Like especially if you have a contained. Ah. Well, everything I've ever read about that show has said that Netflix had every intention of doing a second season, and then the 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 viewer backlash and the internet backlash was so bad. Netflix pulled the plug on pre-production for the second season. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I, like I said, I think there are shows out there that are give, being given the time to breathe. Um, like in terms of pop culture, you look at the Halo show, like, again, it's not lighting the world on fire, but it got a season two announcement before season one aired. And I felt like that was a great way to say, like, look, we're invested in telling the story that we want to tell. And it it doesn't rely now again if it crashed and burned which it's not doing I'm sure it's selling subscriptions okay so this next Netflix series like it's it's on our calendar we'll cover it in July Netflix give us a couple weeks before you cancel it so we can get excited and talk about it um, you know and then uh, hopefully lots more people will check it out I think the trailers are very strong I think it has an opportunity to um, really uh, appeal to the Netflix fan base like. I think Netflix has been struggling with content lately. And I think this this series harbors back to what made Netflix great. And then it's like a high budget action thriller, you know, horror zombie adventure. And it's like a high budget TV series. And I think it fits in with like a lot of the other greats that they've done. I don't think it'll be like a like a highly critical uh critically received show but i think it'll do well with the fan base and and hit those metrics that are needed to to get a second season because like i don't think the people reviewing a resident evil series are kind of worried if it's like um you know uh i'm 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 foreseeing articles that say that this is better than the movie that we both watched and liked yeah i think that's certainly uh possible because I feel like that movie didn't get a fair shake. I feel like a lot of people were poo-pooing it before it before that movie came out. Yeah. But that that's just me. Uh, and I'm not saying that movie was a masterpiece, but I enjoyed my time with it. I think that one comes down to marketing too. I think just Netflix knows yeah. how to market a series and and you know content in general. Uh, but sometimes they miss the mark, and sometimes they they put their wrong foot forward. So. I think this is the right foot forward. I know that Lou was famous for saying that he needs to see a trailer. He saw a trailer. He's excited now. So there you go. Yeah. No, I really, I I, I am. I was like, oh, wow. A couple months and I'm going to get to watch this thing two months away. Yep. Not 
too far away. So look forward to that. We'll be covering it on the show. Uh, but we've delayed enough. Oh, we weren't delaying. We were having a good convo. Um, we're heading into our topic, which is uh, a little bit of this. karma we have created for ourselves this mindless walking death is this the perfection of the soul that we have been striving to achieve for thousands of years so there you go we're watching the dead 2 the follow up to the dead um i think i've seen it uh, with the dead 2 colon india so uh we watched it that was the only clip that i pulled uh mainly because she said the walking dead and i'm like oh that that's a good clip and there's not, there wasn't a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of dialogue. There isn't just like the first one. I think I got one clip from the first one as well. There wasn't a lot of dialogue. Um, but essentially the synopsis for this film, uh, an infectious epidemic spreads through India as an American turbine engineer learns that his pregnant girlfriend is trapped. Now he must battle his way across a 300 mile wasteland of the ravenous undead. So uh, the, that, 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 that plot kind of makes it sound more epic than it actually is. Yeah, it's, it is, I think, so here's the thing. Um, I didn't like the film. I thought the first one was, uh, was better. I thought the first one had a, this story that they're telling is very similar to the first one. It's about, it's, um, it, that was my biggest gripe was like, almost beat for beat it's almost like the same story as the first one and instead of him running into the guy that joins him for a while and helps him through instead they give him a kid and then instead of killing the guy the kid off they have the kid get away in a helicopter and then he goes and finds the kid to get again at the end and it's almost like the other movie where he finds that soldier guy's kid in the the, in the thing and i was like all right it's almost it's almost the same movie and for me i was actually really excited with the first like maybe 10 minutes of the movie because they do these really it shows the engineer guy up on one of those turbine windmill things and you don't realize how far up he is until they start panning away and it's quite clear that that, that it doesn't look cg to me but it's quite clear that they put a if it's not that actor, there was a guy up on one of those windmills just like that. And they were having a camera on either a drone or something flying around filming him up there. And it's a really nice shot. And then it shows him come down and it, it you know, this, that, and the other thing. But then they start to show you kind of like the backstory of him going up on the turbine thing. And he runs into this guy at the local gas station, and the gas station guy's, "Oh, I'm sorry, we're out of gas. They'll be by, they'll be back more later tonight when you go back." And you're like, "Oh, so we're gonna do the right out of gas trope like in the first five minutes of the movie? All right, all right. Yeah. I know where this is going." And then they have this conversation, him and the guy. They have this conversation where the guy talks about doing something and going up in the air, and you should come with me. And he's like, yeah, no, I like keeping my feet on the ground. And I and, and I and I was like, I don't know what he's talking about. 
And then, of course, of course, 20 minutes in, he ends up back at that guy's gas station. And he and th- that guy's dead and kills that guy. And I'm supposed to feel for it. And I don't feel for it at all. And what does he do? He digs out this parachute propeller thing with a, a motor thing. And he's up on the roof and he jumps off the roof and he parasails for a while to get away from the zombies. And I was like, this is only in this movie because they needed some excuse to do something neat. That's all this is. It, you're absolutely right. It really felt like that moment. And I and I did make a specific note for that moment where he's trying to make the fan uh the fan uh i can't even though the fan plus parachute comma work you know what it felt like it felt very much like a um dead rising moment where it's i gotta yes and and like was was i supposed now i could be completely wrong and ignorant of the fact that these things exist and they work but it didn't look like it should work It, it like where would the lift come from like, I actually had to think about it. And I was like, is this a real thing or is this just something that they made for this movie? And to this, I didn't even bother to look it up. I was just like, this is silly. <laughs> yeah, it's just it wouldn't in my mind. I mean, maybe it does exist. I just I wonder where the lift comes from, because really the fan was always pointing sideways. And for the most part, I thought like at the beginning, it's like, oh, wow, they're going to clearly establish that this guy is terrible at whatever, you know, fan sailing, I guess, is what you would call it. And where he just continues to like sort of grind against the ground, but then he eventually does get it off the ground. I'm thinking like he had no pull, like usually to get you up in the air, you would have had to have something pulling you fast. Maybe that's, maybe that's what it is. Like the faster you go, the higher you'll, I don't know. I don't know. Physics, but it's not my thing. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, all right, let's, I'll give it this, that it, it it worked. It took him away. And then what does he do? He crashes in a tree. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's what you do. That's a trope, right? You got a parachute. You got to crash in a tree. Oh, and I was like, oh, here's he trope number two. And then trope number three is, oh, he's on the phone with his girlfriend. And of course, her daddy doesn't want him around. And she's pregnant. And her daddy just found out about it. And oh, is he mad? Oh, yes. and her mom's in the other room and she's been bit. Oh, this is going to end real badly. And I was like, I was like, Wow. Uh, this is this is this is this is this writing is is paint by numbers okay and 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 the funny part is is i found the 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 female actress uh that was the girlfriend i didn't think she was a bad actress and i i actually i i thought she was pretty good and i thought the lead guy was pretty good and even the kid that he picks up along the way i thought the kid was really good it was just the dialogue and the plot was so flat it was like they gave these people nothing to work with. And I, and I think the thing I liked about the first movie was they didn't give us a lot. You know, that guy was like a mercenary engineer, but he wasn't like a soldier. He could shoot a gun and he could take care of himself, but he was more of a mechanic, you know. And in the first movie, you know, they don't really get into that guy's backstory. Except that, like, he's a soldier and he's trying to get away from something. And so he took this job because he's got to do this other thing. And they don't really get... And he ends up talking to somebody back at, at, back at, at back in D.C., I think, at some point on a radio. And you're just... And, you, and there's not enough there that you can put together his entire backstory. But you can go, okay, yeah, so he's just a dude. Cool. That's all I need to know. I like this guy. He's just a dude. And then this guy... 
it's like halfway through the movie and he's picked up this kid and you find out that his girlfriend's pregnant and he genuinely seems kind of excited about it. And you're like, cool. All right. And then him and the kid have this dialogue and the dialogue was like, yeah, I took this job because my girlfriend back home was having a kid and I was running away and I don't know if I want to do it now. And I was like, oh, so we're now ham-fisting two tropes into one trope. Not only is his girlfriend pregnant here in India and the daddy doesn't want it, but he just ran away from the last girl that was pregnant. Ah, okay. Yeah. Oh, it, it gets worse in that moment. There's actually three tropes. You might have missed it in like smacking your forehead because um, the first time he comes across this kid. The kid's an orphan. Yeah. Like, yeah, the kid is an orphan. And um, but also I guess there's four. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even think I didn't even think about that. Um, so the fourth one is he's just found out he's going to be a father, I guess, for the second time. And the first thing he says to the kid is like, I can't take the responsibility. I can't help you, kid. You got to go your own way. And I'm like, really, dude? I mean, he does the right thing and he does help the kid. And he and the rest of the film is about him wanting to get back to the kid after he he gets him on some flight or something. But it's just in those moments, like every chance they get, they're like, oh, wait, we got to do the thing where he says he doesn't want the responsibility of having a kid, even though we we just found out he's going to have a kid. And he seems genuinely excited about it did you, you you caught trope number five at the end of the movie right uh well maybe <laughs> i'd love to say i was paying attention by the end so so trope number five is is at one point the kid drops this little stuffy thing that he's been carrying around with him the whole movie right and the and the guy asks him why did you go back for it and he goes well when they brought me to, when whoever brought me to the orphanage left this with me and the nuns or the, the 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 person in charge of the orphanage said that it was made with by hand and it must have been whoever it was that left me there and they must have cared and loved me because they sent me with this and i and i carry this so that hopefully someday i can show it to my real mommy or daddy huh and then at the end of the movie when he drops it the woman who's there in the background picks it up and holds it and holds it like she knows that that's her son. Oh, yeah, I did. I, I mean, I caught that, but I was like, I just didn't think anything of it. <laughs> um, but that's uh, that's really interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of that. I mean, this is a zombie show. Obviously, we haven't there, there are zombies in this. No, and the other the other part, too, is, is I liked the other movie. We saw a lot of zombies, but this movie, there was a lot of. I don't know if this movie didn't have the budget or they lost some of the budget. Indie movies like this are weird. Sometimes they get the money. Sometimes they don't get the money. Sometimes they're working within a lot of restrictions. Um, I don't know if they were hyped from the success of the first movie that they jumped on board with the second movie and then lost budgeting. That happens. But a lot of the shots of the zombies in this movie were people walking like they were zombies but you only saw the backs of their bodies or the backs of their heads. And so I was like, oh, they're, they're, they're trying to hide the fact that these people don't have makeup on. <laughs> yeah, there was there was some of that. I mean, like there was a of lot the, of that. There was so there was a lot of it. Some of the zombie effects did look, you know, decent. No, oh, there were some there were some great ones. There were re like there were some really, really good ones, but they were intermixed with some really bad ones. Yeah. And I don't know if you noticed. But I'm pretty sure that the guy gets on a motorcycle at one point and rides off into the sunset with the kid. 
And then later on, after the kid gets picked up with a helicopter, he ends up on another motorcycle. I'm pretty sure that's the same motorcycle in both scenes. Huh. Or at least the same model. Yeah. I, the, the, the thing about this, the, the zombie side to the film, um, it doesn't feel as like they didn't make it the center point of the film. It was kind of just happening around this guy's journey. Like there really didn't feel like he was in any danger because he was always able to get away from the zombies. I thought the first film really balanced the idea of the zombies being a threat as well as the environment. And in this one, they more so treated the the 300 mile journey as the problem, not necessarily the zombies that they were going to like. Even the first one had that great like nighttime scene where he had to deal with the ramifications of traveling at night and being kind of unsafe. And they tried to do that with this. They tried to do this where they had him riding the motorcycle at night. Sure. And I was like, I was like, uh, that headlight has to be dirty because the headlight on the front of that motorcycle should light up the night a little bit brighter than it is right now. You'd be able to see a whole lot more on this dirt road than, than they're showing. Yeah, it's uh, it is unfortunate that the the film is really not that great. Um, I was hoping for, you know, a much more serviceable story and action and stuff. And I think that the first one just had us like they they kind of hit they kind of hit the story and the actors and all that. And they, they did a good job. And then the second one, they tried to reproduce that in a different location. And it just I don't think the script was bad. The other point where it totally lost me was as 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 much as I, I don't I'm not gonna say I didn't enjoy my it had moments where I was like, oh cool, he's killing zombies, he's running from the thing. This sort of a plot here. I wasn't loving it, but I wasn't hating it. It lost me a lot towards the 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 third act of the film. Right. Um when he gets to the city, it's quite clear that he's inside a set somewhere that they've laid out to try and feel like he's inside buildings, inside a city. And it's quite clear that he's like in a sound studio somewhere. And I was like, that's fine. All movies do it. It's fine. Um, And then he rescues the girl and they go looking for the kid. And I was like, this is good. I like where this is going. And when he finds the kid, the kid says, yeah, they're going to fly people out. But like, if you're not a family and he grabs the girl and the kid and he's like, yeah, no, we're getting out of here. And I was like, cool, if that's the way this ends, is them getting on a plane and flying off. And then like maybe somebody on the plane saying like, yeah, this is going on everywhere. So I don't know where we're going. I was like, that's a cool way to end this movie. And instead, we got what I was afraid the movie was going to do. At one point, they, they him and the kid take a nap and he keeps having nightmares of himself sitting in this chair in what looks like a, a locked building or something right and he's covered in blood and i was like i was like oh this is what we're doing this is how the movie's gonna end isn't it (laughs) and then when him and the kid he rescued the kid and he's there with the girl i was like oh this is cool they're not gonna do that trope thing that i thought they were gonna do and then they totally do the trope thing i didn't think they were gonna do yeah i'll be honest with you um i didn't really understand the ending i was not really paying attention (laughs) by the end i felt like i was okay the ending was the ending was is he kept having the nightmare that he was in a chair in the dark room there and he ends up in the dark room with her and him and in the end you realize 
he didn't have enough bullets left. He was probably going to shoot her and the kid and then starve to death himself. Oh, so what did he do with the one bullet? Because I know he used two bullets to, uh, I don't know. I'm not really sure what he did there. I, I got the sense that the the woman and child were trapped in a vehicle, like he wasn't able to get them out. The woman and her kid were pinned in the vehicle. The zombies were coming to kill them. Mm. And he realized he couldn't help them because they were literally like she was her leg was mangled. Like she was even if he got her out, there was no way she was going to make it. And the kid was wounded, too. They were both dying. And so he told them to to lean forward. He was going to shoot the shackles off and get them out. And instead, he shoots them in the head. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I did. I did. Ha- I did catch that moment that they were trapped, essentially. Um, and I and, and that scene and that scene served for me like that was like I was like, why is this scene even in the movie? You know, in the other movie, we had the scene where the guy rescues the baby. Yeah. And then he passes the baby off to people that are going to safety. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. In a truck. And I was like, that's cool. Like, like. He's clearly not in the condition to take the baby and rescue this random baby he just found, but he did try to do the right thing. And this guy, it was kind of like, I was like, oh, he, I, he stopped to try and help them. You know, I almost would have rather him have just been like, sorry, ma'am, you're stuck. What do you want me to do? You know what I mean? And instead he just kind of took it upon himself to shoot them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, and I was like, I was like, okay. And then the, the and then at the end of the movie they do this throwback thing where you're like supposed to think about it and it almost makes you think that you don't really like him now. You know what I mean? And yeah. I was like, okay, all right. Well, uh I've got some good news for you, Lou. There is not a the dead three, so we're off the hook. Oh thank God. <laughs> no, I mean and I mean in, in all honesty, I'd rewatch the first movie again. I'd definitely show it to somebody who's into zombies. Like I didn't think the first movie was bad. This movie just felt like I don't know why it exists. Yeah. Well, I agree. I agree with you. Um, definitely watch the first one if you're if you did miss the dead uh, one, I guess we'll call it. Uh, we, we did enjoy it and it was a surprise for both of us. Um, so going into this one, I think we had some higher expectations. Uh, so if you do watch the dead two, uh, lower your expectations. Um, but we do have some fun stuff planned coming up. Not that this wasn't a, a fun chat. Uh, I really did appreciate being able to to uh, discuss the film with you, Lou. But coming up next, we're going to be looking at uh, returning to Fear the Walking Dead. We have a good chunk of content to catch up on with part one of season seven. And yes, part two of season seven is playing right now. So we'll be covering both of those in the next couple of episodes. Also, uh, it looks like we'll have more Extra Life Donation Zombie films. We have two more. We have Go Home, which uh, we do need to connect with Lonely Bob on how we're going to watch that because it's still not available. We can't find it anywhere. Yeah, we'll figure something out. I'll I'll reach out to Lonely Bob. He might hear uh, his name called on this episode and we'll, we'll connect, but we'll sort that out for the near future. Um, also we're going to do Night of the Living Dead. And Lou, you had a fantastic suggestion, so I want to let you take full credit for this like what what are we going to do for night of the living dead okay so night of the living dead the plan was for us to watch it and um i've talked about it before on the show i'm a huge fan of joe bob briggs and joe bob briggs does the last drive-in on shutter 
And lo and behold, they don't tell you what's going to be the movie of the week, the two movies for the week. And they kept saying that season premiere, which was two weeks ago, they were going to do this big thing. There's this big movie. We're going to talk about this big movie. It's going to be awesome. And da, 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 da. And I was like, I don't know what. To... And I had no idea what they were going to talk about. Honestly, I thought it was going to be Halloween 3 because they make fun of that movie a lot on that show. And then lo and behold, they started it out and they said, oh, we're going to do Night of the Living Dead. And I was like, oh, cool. I need to rewatch this again anyway for the show. So I'm going to sit through and watch this. And I learned a bunch of stuff of behind the scenes stuff uh, where in the interstitials, Joe Bob Briggs comes back in and talks about the movie and the history of the movie. And, you know, Night of the Living Dead has a really complicated history. There's a reason why it's in public domain and a bunch of other stuff. And every time someone explains it to me, it's like my eyes glaze over. Or every time I read an article about it, I'm like, this is really complicated. And I was telling Ryan, Joe Bob Briggs talks so much about the making of this movie, and he knows so much about the making of this movie, and he talks about that backstory as to why that movie why that movie is public domain, and everything was really clear, concise, and short and to the point. And I was like, wow, I think I know more than I so we're gonna we're gonna uh, I'm gonna make Ryan watch Last Drive In episode one and it, it so that he can be as knowledgeable about Night of the Living Dead as I am now. Cool. Yeah, so that is season four, episode one. We'll have a couple weeks before we get to it, so uh, or a couple episodes. So we'll definitely, you know, give folks more heads up. My plan is basically to uh, activate my free trial of AMC Plus um, to catch up on the second part of Fear. Uh, un- not zombie related, but likely watch uh, Better Call Saul's return, but also watch this episode of Last Drive In with. Uh, Joe Bob Briggs. I have not watched a single episode, so this will be the first Joe Bob Briggs, and I'm going to go on blind. You you don't need to watch any other. There's sort of it. It's like watching an old uh, '90s TV show where they have the interstitial guy that comes in between segments where the commercial breaks would be. Except there's no commercials; it's just him talking. That sounds great. That sounds fantastic. So, um, uh, I. I, at first, I thought uh, Lou was bringing it up. I was like, oh, if you're going to have AMC Plus, you should check this out. And I said, that would make a great way for us to watch Night of the Living Dead. And, and Lou's like, yeah, no, that's uh, kind of what I was getting at. And I'm like, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just thought you were like, you were a big fan of Joe Bob Briggs. And you're like, you just randomly remembered that I was going to subscribe to AMC Plus in a couple weeks. <laughs> no, we've talked about it after the show a couple of times now that you were going to do AMC Plus. I'm like, well, if he's going to have AMC Plus. Plus, this might be the way for him to watch. Yes, of course. So I do. I do want to give full credit to Lou. This is this is his idea, and I'm really excited about it. So we were trying to find a way to make watching Night of the Living Dead um, unique uh, because we have watched it before. I don't think we've done the same sort of um, clip show. So this will be a good opportunity for us to do some clips and watch it again, do a more in depth conversation, and also have some extra tidbits to talk about as well. So it's you know, uh, different yet similar. So I'm looking forward to that. And with that, Lou, that is going to bring us to the end of this episode of Zamp. Uh, if you'd like to discuss zombies, you can go to our Discord, bit.ly slash Zamp Discord. Lots of great folks in there to talk about the zombies. I also want to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast. Thank you so much for all the support there. Helps us rent 
movies uh, like The Dead 2, um, uh, which Lou did. I was able to get it through the library. Uh, <laughs> And I didn't go to the library and physically request. I'd like to watch The Dead too. Uh, they have a uh, they have a digital service now where you can like quote unquote borrow films. It's really just it's like Netflix except you only get four films at a time. It's it's uh, interesting. I wish they had that with my local library. There is a service that does that, but my library doesn't participate. And I tried to get them to participate, and they said, "Yeah, no, we don't have the funding for that." Yeah, it's called a. Uh hoopla hoopla digital it's got comics it's got all the walking dead on there and i was kind of thinking like you know what i should probably load this up on the ipad and try (laughs) to read the to read more of the comics i've i've done some of it it's just there's a lot on there so i'm i'm kind of tempted to go load it up on the ipad and check it out and read a couple i i I really should uh honestly um but yeah if you have a local library maybe they are part of hoopla sounds like lose isn't but uh, you never know but uh, you can find more of our episodes at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Email us, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. You can follow us on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter at Zombies Podcast. And while you're there, you can follow me at R. Murphy and Lou at Busy Zombie Lord. Finally, a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. You've been looking at his uh, Zamp artwork for the last, gosh, how many years has it been? Long? Eight. Eight. Thank you keeping keeping tallies blue's got a little like marker on the side of his desk he's just like oh another year no uh but uh yeah thank you so much joel Joel joelduggan.com is where you can find more of his stuff and uh before we go lou do you have any fine busy zombie lord knowledge to pass along don't get stuck in india during the zombie apocalypse i mean in this specific moment if they're shooting the dead three get out of there 